Welcome to Studio Wednesday's Recap Diaries. My name is Katie and this is my recap diary of House of the Dragon. Today I'm recapping Season 1, Episode 7, Driftmark. We open to a somber and moving scene, Lady Lena's funeral in Driftmark. An event for the whole family. Dragons flying, kids crying, family members, well, conspiring and fighting, of course. Let's see who's all here. Aegon II, who is Alicent's oldest son, decides that this is a wonderful occasion to get roaring drunk. I don't blame him. He does have to come to terms with marrying and procreating with his sister. His betrothed, aka Sis, Helena, is busy chanting something about dragons while she innocently kills a spider. And the younger brother, Amond, is slowly and keenly observing it all. The new hand, or old but new, Otto, yeah, our little snake is back, has to retrieve a passed out Aegon. And I feel like there's not too strong of a bond between them. I mean, I don't know if anyone else picked up on that, but yes, he did kick him pretty hard in the ribs to wake him up. Laris Strong, the new Lord of Harrenhal, our gossip queen galore. You know, the one who burned his brother and father alive. He's looming over Alicent's shoulder like, Mommy, I did good, right? Or maybe it's more like, listen here, queen, I'm now a fungus to you. Or perhaps a, I am your new most important ally. Discretion, skill, and wits to make things happen for you. Keep me close. Lenar is drowning his sorrows in, well, trying to drown himself in the ocean at the loss of his sister. Damon is aloof, and Rhaenyra is sticking to the edges. Viserys can barely walk, but of course he's kind as always, inviting Damon back to his home in King's Landing. Sweet Jace consoles his grieving cousins, and Corlys is excited to talk to his brother Lucerys about him one day becoming Lord of Driftmark, which Lucerys sadly points out, well, if I'm the Lord, that means everyone's dead. Mm-hmm. Oh, and here's where it gets dark. This episode was very dim. Literally could only see it with all the curtains closed and the lights off. It's just the right position to avoid reflection. So bear with me here. Not sure if I actually saw all the details. Of course, this is a metaphor for day turning to night, plans conspiring, characters changing. You know, all the things that can only come out when all we have is the moonlight to catch us. Well, hey, I only took one semester of film and philosophy, so I could totally be making this up. How about you decide? Rhaenys and Corlys mourn while planning what's next. Corlys is hell-bent on having the history books remember his house and create a legacy, though Rhaenys would rather have her grandchildren, her white-haired grandchildren, the daughters of Lena, be heir to Driftmark. Though this argument is not one that Corlys is ready to give up. Names, not blood, baby. Okay, let's see. We have two white heads bobbing and voices I recognize walking on the beach. Ah, it's Rhaenyra and Damon discussing her marriage to Lenar and her children, which it seems like she's kind of admitting that they're Sir Harwin's children, but she doesn't really say it outright, though. What she does admit to is that they're definitely not Lenar's. During this conversation, Damon throws in that he thinks Alicent and Otto were the ones who set the fire. 
And although Rhaenyra and Alicent kind of hate each other right now, Rhaenyra isn't so quick to believe that she could be capable of that. What Rhaenyra does want to confront Daemon about is the fact that he left and abandoned her. You know, I thought we had something special here. More than a typical niece-uncle relationship. And a special relationship is now commencing. You nasties! Yep, here it is. Okay, well, I guess they're not siblings. Uh, they're both adults. Let's move past it, people! It's happening! While Sister Rhaenyra and Uncle Damon get it on, Aemond is up to his bullshit again. That's right, he's going to quote-unquote claim Lady Lena's dragon, Vagar. Yes, the biggest dragon there is. You gotta hand it to him. He had lots of guts, and it was pretty badass, actually. Though not everyone thought so. The fellow kids were fucking pissed. I mean, these kids got into a fist fight, like a really bad fist fight. Except that Aemond had to get all dickish and call Jace and Luke bastards and pull out a freaking knife, which Jace does in return. Escalating quickly into the point that Aemon is about to kill Jace when Jace slashes his eye. Like, it's gone, dude. So now the whole family is gathered around a wounded Aemon as the maesters stitch his face up, yelling and blaming each other. Viserys steps in. Let's hear it, okay? What's the tea, bitch? So, first of all, Rhaenyra comes in and is like, Your sons called my sons bastards. Well, Viserys looks Aemon's face in the eye. Where did you hear this? Without words, he looks at his mom for a long time and then says, uh, Aegon. Well, everyone knows was kind of the general sentiment of that evening, but Alicent is pissed. Mother Rage is coming out and just like the Old Testament, it's an eye for an eye kind of night. No? No one? Fine. I'll do it. And well, Rhaenyra of course defends her son and ends up getting stabbed pretty badly by Alicent and the knife which held the prophecy by Aegon the Conqueror. After all of that, Aemon's like, yo mom, chill, this actually was a pretty fair trade. I got a big ass dragon. Who cares about an eye? Okay, that's it. Everyone go to bed. As Alicent collects herself in her chambers, her father, Otto, is there to listen and help put things into perspective. I've disgraced myself. Yes, I've fucked up. Yes, that's true. Rainier is the victim and will be pitied. Yes, honey, that's true. But you got fierce tonight, and I know you have the determination to win the game. Did you guys hear that? I knew it! Snakey McSnakerson over here, Otto and Allison are in it for the long haul for themselves. Now the sun is up and Lenar is finally back from whatever he was doing, and he's like, hey, what did I miss? And in probably the most honest conversation these two have ever had, they talk through their downfalls, what's happening, how to fix it, and move forward. And the last words we hear Lanar say are, you deserve a husband. Now everyone on their way back home, sun high, and it's all in the light now. Rhaenyra has one proposal for Damon. Let's make this relationship official. Marry me. Be the husband I need. Let's do this together. Of course, the only way that could happen is if Lenar dies. A plan which Rhaenyra has already considered. A merciful death. With witnesses. Okay, then it must be done. Left to Lenar's lover, Carl, 
Lenar is brought to a fight in the hall at Driftmark. And all of a sudden, the servant who's with him goes to get the guards, and they all come back to a body, burnt by the fire, dead without question. Corliss and Renice's only remaining child, gone. I'll leave you with the scene as the episode also ends. A Targaryen wedding between niece and uncle. Children as witness, bonded by blood. As we see Carl in a rowboat, ready to go out to sea to catch a much larger ship, and someone else, a hooded figure, running to meet him, a fully alive, bald Lanar. <laughs>